Oh, that's good, y'all. Um, so I just recorded this podcast, and my computer ran out of space, and it did not save the video or the audio. So I'm a little annoyed. I'm very annoyed, actually. But and I've also had a couple glasses of wine, and I have already told the story, but. This is an opportunity to practice gratitude and thankfulness because this episode is the fourth episode of I Love You, Say It Back, the podcast. I am your host, Jake, and I am just so grateful to be here. So without further ado, let's just jump back into this and and relive the, the glory days, all right? All right, welcome back to I Love You, Say It Back, the podcast. Once again, I'm Jake. If you're just joining and you're new here, uh, you're kind of a psychopath because uh, who joins in episode four of any podcast? But I mean, more power to you. I'm kind of a psychopath myself. Anyway, um, I I was thinking today how grateful I am. You know, um, it's weird how things start to just like fall together. And when you know you're doing something right, you feel that energy and you feel that momentum. And this is the first time in a very, 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 very long time that I have felt that, like in years. And like before the pandemic even, like I, I just, I feel like I decided to do this podcast. Okay, so fun fact, I decided to start this podcast on the way home from work one night. And uh, I had always wanted to do a podcast. I had always wanted to start one, but I just never did it. And frankly, it was because I was being lazy. I lived like 15 minutes away from my gym. And I was on the way home from work one night. And I was like, just do it. You have to do it. Just start it. And then I started getting in my head like, well, I don't know what what it's going to be called. I don't know what to talk about. And I was like, well, I could just like share my experiences uh, that were this past two years of like just shit, like literally like feces r- raining from the sky on me in my life that a lot of people didn't know about. And I was like, okay, well, that could be a cool podcast. Like if I like make it funny, like no one wants to hear me be a victim, but like if I make it funny, there's a lot of cool stories that I can tell and it'll be a lot of like like a journal entry almost, like very therapeutic for me. And so that's like where I was like, okay, like this is a good idea. Like we have like five minutes left before I get home. And I was like, well, what what would it be like a good title or what would be a good like name for this podcast? And all of a sudden I, I, I just thought, I love you. Like I love you, Jake. I love you. Even though I, I didn't at the time and I'm still working on that, I was like, manifestation and like cognitive manipulation is like <laughs> the key to everything, right? So, like, I love you, say it back. And it was, it just, it became, I love you, say it back, the podcast. And I'm, I'm just very grateful for this opportunity. Um, not that anyone has given me the, the, the opportunity, but, I'm very grateful that I have the ability to speak, that I have the power of a microphone, that I have a power of a camera. And I'm not talking about like a, 
a, a platform or a presence. I'm just saying like the physical ability to have a laptop with a camera and a microphone and a ring light. Like there are people that don't have water. And so it's just like, it's really cool to like find something that I'm really passionate about. And like, I, I can't wait to get home and record an episode. I can't wait to get in front of the microphone and just talk. It's so therapeutic. It's so like cathartic to me. And the more I do it, the more relaxed I am. It's not like YouTube or, or like being on stage where I feel like I have to be perfect all the time. And if you don't listen to this, that's fine. If you've made it this far, I'm so thankful for you. But at the end of the day, like I'm doing this for myself and I'm, I'm happy that I'm bringing like relatable content to people. But at the end of the day, like this is for me. And it's just like, it feels really, really nice to, to finally have something that I'm passionate about again and that I'm excited about. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm just great. I'm grateful. Thank you so much for listening. The one person that still (laughs) has made it this far, the one person that found this randomly and now is like, what the fuck? Um, but yeah, anyway, y'all are done with the, the sappy sob, uh, humbleness. Y'all are here because y'all want to know how I became a stripper, right? Um, so my fun, like, little, like, party trick when I'm at the bar is, like, when people ask me, what do you do for a living? I mean, one, that's a trick question because I have, like, 500 jobs and five different career paths. But um, my, my, my lovely little tagline is, well, I'm a stripper. And then you get a look and you're like, oh, I'm not really a stripper. I mean, I'm kind of a stripper, but I'm not really a stripper. Um... So this is this is the story of how I became a quasi stripper cowboy. Um, so it all started back in February of 2022, I believe. Yes. Um, so we are in the thick of the pandemic, and by thick I mean like we're on like the outskirts. But like the Democrats will say that we're still dying, and the Republicans say that there's nothing wrong. Again, with the politics, I'm sorry. Um, But, sorry, let me adjust this seat since I'm recording this for the second time tonight. Um, But, so, for those of you who don't know, I used to work for the Big D. Um, Like, the world of Ds. The world of D. The the one, the one Big D. Disney. Um, so I was a singer there. I still currently am a singer there, uh, but I was contracted there um, full time before the pandemic. When the pandemic happened, I um, lost my job and I moved to Austin, Texas with my best friend at the time. And I started working in retail again uh, for Lululemon because um, that's literally all I did. Uh, and the best way I can like put this is like, Think about if you were a firefighter, you went to school to be a firefighter, you loved fighting fires, you loved helping people fight fire, like, or fight fires to help save lives. And that was your passion. That was your calling. And then all of a sudden, one day, one day, fires were eradicated from the earth. What would you do? What would you do? 
you have no other skill set. That is the only thing that you have ever done your entire life. What would you do? I mean, I'm not here to knock the hospitality or like the the tourist industry because they got hit fucking hard too. But like, they came back with with masks. They came back. I didn't come back for three years. Like, it was fucked up. Anyway, enough of that. Um, so I'm 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 out Lululemon. I'm working in uh, sales and I'm working with their studio fitness mirror, which at the time was just called mirror, but now it's a little studio. I'm not sponsored by this. Uh, absolutely love the product. Absolutely love the company. Still love the company. Still love the product. Um, but yeah, uh, so I, I have not performed in two and a half, three years. And you know, on Instagram, like once you hit like a certain amount of like people that are engaging with you, I don't know how it works, but it's either your followers or your engagement or even just maybe your settings. Uh, when you get a message, it's either like in your primary folder, your like request folder or like your recommended folder or something like that. Like it's like three different folders and like the recommended one or the like request the request folder is like where you don't see any notifications from people if they don't follow you or if you don't follow them like it's basically kind of like a spam folder i suggest always looking through that spam folder because you don't ever know what opportunities lie in front of you i've booked a reality show from that i've gotten jobs from that i make money from that there's ads through there um so I frequently, and by frequently, I mean like every like maybe once a week, look through that request folder. And um, there was a message from a company uh, called Ranch Hands. And it said, hey, Jake, like we see your profile. We think that you'd be a really great fit for our show. Like, I don't know what your availability is or like what you're, you know, even if you're interested, but we would love to have you audition for our show because we are based in Nashville, but we are going to mount the same production in Austin, Texas. So of course, like any performance opportunity at that time or performance ability, like I was like, absolutely, like I'm jumping on this because I'm dying over here for pennies. So I, uh, I respond back. Yeah. Like I would love to audition. Let me know what I need to do. They send me a Dropbox folder with like a song and choreography that I needed to learn. It's like 16 bars or something, but they were like, it's a fully scripted singing, dancing, cowboy-esque show. Like, what would you interpret that to be? Because burlesque with christina aguilera is like one of my favorite movies but like i am not gonna i i can't do wagon wheel while to see like i could but like it's not gonna be pretty uh so i like i'm like well what 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 is this show like kind of about and i don't even remember who was on who, who was behind it it could have been lexi but um was saying uh it's a fully scripted show all you do is take your shirt off you don't take your pants off like it's 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 you know comedy based around like bachelorettes like crowd interaction and i was like yeah whatever at this point like i'll show i'll show you everything i'll show you everything for a dollar we in a pandemic honey and so uh i was like yeah sure i'll audition so they sent me the song they sent me like hey we also need to see you shirtless so can you please dance this the song shirtless I was like, yeah, whatever. My whole Instagram is already me shirtless. 
So I'm like in my living room on like a Wednesday afternoon dancing to country girl shirtless with a cowboy hat and jeans on. <laughs> I mean, there are, there are worse things that I've done. Um, but I send this in, I get a, a call from who I don't even remember who it was from. I think it was from Lexi, the, the creative director, the creative, the CEO, the manager, literally everything. And I was like, she was like, yeah, we would love to like hop on a zoom call and like go into like an interview with you just to get to know you a little bit better. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. So I hop on a call with her, like the production manager. Um, I want to say like, I don't think the choreographer, there was like four people on and I don't, I don't remember who all was on that, that call. I know two of the people for sure that were on the call, but anyway, that doesn't matter. They were just asking me basically like interview questions of like who I am, like my performance experience and like, you know, situations that I've been in, in a, in a performance role, especially at Disney. They offer me the job and I'm like, okay, this is great. They're like, it's going to be one day a week in Austin. We're shooting for a spring start. Mind you, it's February. And I was like, okay, cool. Great. Like, cool. It'll be extra money. It'll like help me get back into performing after not being on stage. Flash to like two days later, I get a, a text message, not even like an email, like a text message from the, the creator of the show. And they're like, hey, can you like hop on a Zoom call with me? Like in like now, <laughs> essentially, like it was like a few hours or like tomorrow, like at the latest. And I was like, fuck, like, we're in a, like, this is going to be like, it's not coming to Austin or like they're, they don't want me. Like there's something that happened. So I'm like, absolutely ready for the worst. They get on the call and they're like, Hey, so like, actually we have some bad news. We're going to like push the start date in Austin back to the fall. And I was like, okay, well, at least I still have a job or hopefully still have a job. But we would like, we have a couple guys like stepping out of the show on vacation in two weeks. And we would love to have you come up. Like, we'll fly you up. We'll put you up. And if you can learn the opening and the closing song of the the show, we'll put you in the show and you can get a taste for it. And I was like, I thought you were going to fire me. A fucking course. Yes, please. Yes, absolutely. So they fly me up to Nashville. They put me up. Like, it's just like the best experience. They're so great. Um, they take care of me, they take me out to dinner, like, I have my own hotel room, like, it's just, it's wonderful. They have shows in Nashville Friday and Saturday, so they were like, you watch the show on Friday, because you have no idea what it's about, and other than, like, learning the, the numbers, you know, no context behind that, and then we'll put you in the show on Saturday. I was like, bet. My grandma and my mom, of course, they're in Indiana, because that's where I'm from, it's like a five-hour drive to, to Nashville, or like six hours, something like that. And they're like, we want to come see you. And I'm like, uh, absolutely not. Mind you, I still, I don't know this show. Like, I just know it's like a cowboy last show. I don't know how dirty it gets. I don't, I have no idea. And they're like, yes, we're going to come. And I was like, no, you're not going to come. And they're like, yes, we're coming. And I was like, oh, fuck. So uh, my Grammy and my mother come down to Nashville. They meet me for lunch on Friday. And then they see the show with me for the first time on Friday. And I was like, oh, fuck, this is going to be, this is going to be an experience. It was fine. It was fun. 
I, I'm an open book, so I'm, I wasn't embarrassed or anything. And it, it, like, the show is actually really, really, really awesome. It's very respectful. It's not like, it's not a stripping show. It's a burlesque show. Uh, I'll go into that in a little bit. But anyway, so we see the show Friday night. It's a great time. Saturday is my turn to go into the show. My my Grammy and my mom are going to watch me go into the show. So I go into the show. It's absolutely amazing. It's like uh, the adrenaline rush is insane. But we do, like, towards the end of the show, we play Pony by Genuine. And, like the Magic Mike song. Like, the, you want it, jump on it. Yeah. So uh, that's like the, the, the climax of the show. So I go over to my mom and my grandma, like where they're sitting, and I am trying to like just like be like I I see you, like I got you, like thank you for coming, but like this is gonna last for like two seconds, and I'm gonna like twirl your finger like and make you do a spin, and that's it. I was at the time wearing a cut off flannel with like nothing under it. Um, now I don't wear a shirt in the show in Austin because I get too hot. But this is my first show, and I was wearing like a a cut off flannel and jeans and so my mom is like shoving dollar bills in like the like the the like chest pocket of my flannel and then like the the back pocket of my jeans just like also being respectful of me my grandmother takes her dollar bills runs them down my chest through my abs into my belt buckle or waistband i should say and proceeds to say Oh, I haven't touched you like that since I changed your diaper. Um, I had to take a, a sip of wine there because that was, it never gets old. Like I, I was like, I am going to go now. Like I'm done. Not thank you, Grammy, for the dollar bill. Um, so yeah, that happened, but. All in all, it was an amazing experience. It was an amazing time. Um, But after I got that call, I got a call back from Disney saying, hey, we're going to put the show back up. We would love to have you. But we're going to go from seven days to five days. And your contract's going to go from four to three. So I was like, okay, well, I booked this show on the weekends in Austin. And now I'm going to go back to Disney. Let's just do both. In, in in a perfect world and like a perfect way like it did work but flights got real expensive and i was paying for all of them i was paying for two rents both one place in orlando one place in austin i wasn't making a lot of money let me tell you that because at this point when we started rehearsing for the show in austin i wasn't I wasn't making tips. I was I was just getting a flat rate for rehearsals. So uh, that was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then like I was flying back and forth literally twice a week. So I'd fly out at 6 a.m. on Monday morning, do 12 shows at Disney, and then fly back Saturday night for rehearsal all day Sunday, and then fly back on Sunday morning or Monday morning. And so people in Orlando would be like, well, what are you doing this week? Let's hang out. And I'd be like, or uh, on the weekend, I'd be like, I'm going back to Austin. And then when I was in Austin for literally like 20 hours, 
people would be like, I want to see you. I haven't seen you in, in months. Cause I was in, in Orlando for like three months before rehearsal started, uh, and in Austin for ranch hands, uh, for the rehearsal process for Disney to remount the show. And so I, uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot, but, um, all that to say we opened up in Austin and it was amazing. And that's currently what I'm doing now. Uh, so it's, it is geared towards like bachelorette parties, but it is for everyone. Our, our show director and show creator, Lexi, she's Lexi lately on TikTok. She has like 2 million followers. She's the serial tipper. She's absolutely amazing. She saved me in more ways than she knows that she has. And she knows a couple ways that she has, but, um, she's absolutely one of the best people I've ever met in my entire life. She's one of the people that drives me to be better. Um, the show is absolutely incredible. If you're in Nashville, go see it. It's Friday and Saturday at the Palace Theater. And if you're in Austin, come see us on Saturdays. It's at Creek in the Cave. Um, check my link in the bios uh, for showtimes. Uh, days and showtimes might have changed based on when you're listening to this. But it's absolutely amazing. Gays are welcome. Guys are welcome. Heterosexual men. Non-binary people. Everyone under the rainbow is welcome. And not in the rainbow is welcome. So <laughs> anyone and everyone is welcome is what I'm trying to say. But that's kind of the story of how I became a stripper slash not a stripper slash I'm a cowboy stripper slash I f- still find dollar bills in my washing machine and my dryer like three months later. Uh, but yeah, definitely an experience and I'm very happy to be in the, the role that I'm in and continue this show. It's given me an amazing outlook on life and made some connections that I never would have made before. So I'm very grateful for it. Come see me. Come ask me about the tickets if you would like. If you don't follow me already, you can follow me at ilysayitback.thepodcast on Instagram. It's I love you, say it back, the podcast. Or you can follow me on my personal at Jake Rura. And also give a shout out to Ranch Hands. We're Ranch Hands Cowboy Lusk official or Ranch Hands Cowboy Lusk official ATX, I believe. Yeah. As always, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of I Love You, Say It Back. I will see you guys in the next episode. Just remember that there is nothing to prove. There is only something to share. I'll catch you guys next time.